Well, most of us here have been to a funeral somewhere sometime and uh, have heard the preacher preach based on uh, John 14, 1 through 3. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go away to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself that where I am, there you may be also. Some of you were quoting that right along with me. Uh, we were doing it in the King James. Uh, <clears throat> I typically use the NIV, but I started my ministry in the King James, and some things just don't get away from you, you know, you keep on keeping on. But it's great to see all of you here in church this morning. And is it Jason or Justin? Jason, would you get me a bottle of water, please? All right. Thank you. And uh, I want to try to talk to you on the line of thought. There's a heaven somewhere. And um, I want to begin introductory-wise with a few quotes from Merle Tinney. How many have heard of Merle Tinney? None of you. I didn't... I didn't think you would, but just thought I'd check. And uh, Merle Tinney was the Greek professor at Wheaton College for many, many years, way back in the 40s, about the time I was born. Thank you. And... Uh, He was a very able Greek scholar, and language professors typically um, are quite bright. You have to be <laughs> to learn the different languages that are out there, particularly Hebrew and Greek for Bible languages. And so I, I want to just... Um, Note a few things that Dr. Tinney had to say about this passage because once in a while people have kind of taken pastors to task when we've preached about heaven, particularly when we have portrayed it as a very real place. And... So, Dr. Tinney, commenting on this passage, says, Jesus suggested that the proper approach to the question of human destiny is faith in a personal God. If a personal God exists, who is the judge and redeemer of man, there must be a destiny for man Beyond the grave, we call it heaven. The hope of immortality 
is founded upon a personal relationship with a living God. So important to be reminded. Our God is not dead, nor doth he sleep. He's very much alive and well. And he hears and answers prayer. And he's got a place ready for every believer who will trust him. And then Dr. Tenney says, Jesus bracketed himself with God and asked that the disciples believe him equally with God. He required also by these words that they believe him against all odds. You see, the cross had not happened yet when he spoke these words in John 14. And so that was going to knock the wind out of these disciples And they needed something to hold on to. They needed the words that Jesus said. And they had learned to trust him. And they were going to have to trust him even more. He made himself the key to the question of destiny. And clearly stated that their future depended on his work. He promised to prepare a place for them and to return to claim them. Now, this uh, translation of many mansions is a very English translation because uh, that's the way we think in America. If you've got money, you've got a big house. <laughs> that's is kind of our perspective. But if you were a Bedouin out on the deserts of the Mideast, your thought would be a big tent, a really big tent. And in this passage here, Jesus simply wants us to know we have an abiding place with him. That's the bottom line. Uh, how it's going to be decorated is actually immaterial. I'm sure there's some of you ladies would probably be happy to give him a hand, but <clears throat> probably he won't be asking. <laughs> Dr. Tinney says, The one great house contained living quarters for all. Jesus intimated that there would be room for all in the house of God. Well, I could go on sharing things from Dr. Tinney, but I've only got so much time to preach my sermon. So (laughs) here goes. Heaven, let's talk about it and uh, get my notes right side up so I can see what I'm up to. Heaven will be ready. You remember St. Stephen when he was being stoned on the streets of Jerusalem because he had preached Christ, and the Jewish leaders of the day, they were boiling mad at him, and so they were killing him. But St. Stephen looked up, and here's what he said, I see heaven open, 
and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. And then the Apostle Paul, he testifies, I was lifted up to the second heaven. I was lifted up to the third heaven. You see, if you've been lifted to the third, there must have been a second. All right. The Lord knows all about those divisions. And I want to tell you this morning, if you were to die this very day, it would cause no problem in heaven. Your place is ready. There's room for you. You don't have to send for reservations. You don't have to call and keep calling. No, he knows because he knows your heart. He knows where you are in your spiritual journey. He knows where you are in your faith. He knows if you are abiding in Him, and if you are, heaven is ready for you. Now, heaven will be resplendent. I like that word resplendent. I've only seen it used twice. Any of you ever seen it used? No. It's not a common word, but it means beautiful. Heaven will be beautiful. Beyond our imagination, beyond our ability to describe. In Revelations 21.2, John says, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I've done... A lot of weddings as a pastor down through the years. There's one common denominator. All brides want to look strikingly attractive. And all brides spend some time getting ready. They can drive you nuts. (laughs) One thing about funerals, they start on time. Weddings... Only God knows when they'll start. Somebody's getting beautiful. Somebody's wanting to look their best. And John understood that in his day, and it's still true in our day. He is preparing a place called heaven that will be resplendent. It'll be beautiful because he has prepared it. He's gotten it ready. You know, think about it. Our Lord created all the universe. And it's spectacular, every aspect of it. The Rocky Mountains are beautiful. The ocean depths are beautiful. Everything God has done has been the best when you think about it. Every mother here can tell you, my baby was the most beautiful. I'm sure of it. That's where my wife was on that day when they laid that baby girl in her mama's arms. And she said, oh, she's so beautiful. Well, God knows what he's doing, folks. He's in the business of doing things right. Let me say this. When you think about the dynamics of DNA... And what 
God accomplishes in putting DNAs together. It's, it's not an accident that we turn up looking a lot like, you know, when you get right down to it. We do look pretty similar. Two eyes, nose, two ears, mouth. It's all pretty similar. God has his ways, and he has his order for the universe. We get too close to the sun, we cook. <laughs> we get too far away, <laughs> we freeze. God has done it all. All right, number three, heaven will be rapture. Rapture is the deepest passion and joy of a blessed heart. It's that sense of accomplishment. It's that sense of relief. I've done it. I'm, I'm here. I, and, and there's nothing quite like it. Uh, my mission has been accomplished. I made it. Um, Eureka. <laughs> I found it. All right. And then the burden that once I carried is gone. It's gone. Of all of my sins there remaineth not one, not one. Jesus the Savior has ransomed me, giving me glorious liberty. Praise God. My burden is gone. No more guilt, no more night, no more shame. A new day has dawned. It's called heaven. The fourth thing I want to tell you about heaven. Heaven will be restoration. Down here, a lot of things fall apart. It was mentioned in prayer time. Many people struggling with cancer. Just this week, my wife was diagnosed with, uh, what was she diagnosed with? <laughs> I told some ladies earlier, what did I tell you, ladies? Shingles. And she was so shocked, you know. She said, where did these things come from? Well, they arrived. <laughs> and they're in her hair and down around her ear and coming down onto her face. Uh, pray for my wife because there's nothing quite as miserable as shingles. I've talked to and visited with a lot of people through the years that have had them. And it's no comfort. You know, when I was a teenager, my mother had shingles. And I said, well, Mom, if you have the shingles, I have the roofing nails. <laughs> My sense of humor has always been just a little bit wacky. And uh, she, she did not laugh. Uh, you may laugh, but she didn't because she had the shingles. And, oh, my, bless her heart. But heaven will be restoration. When I was a student at Bethany Nazarene College, there was a little convalescent hospital across the road highway from Bethany. And I worked there. And on Sunday morning, every Sunday, a volunteer group, different churches, 
would come in and do Sunday school for the boys and girls at the hospital. I don't know if they still allow that, but that was in the good old days. And uh, people came every Sunday. And I could predict what the kids wanted sung because they would ask if the kids had a special song they would like to have sung. I knew what the kids were going to say before they asked. Tell me the story of Jesus right on my heart every word. Tell me the story most precious, sweetest that ever was heard. Why? Because they were looking forward to restoration. They were looking for a day when they wouldn't have a wheelchair. They were looking for a day when the crutches would be gone. They were looking for a day when those braces didn't have to be worn anymore. They were looking for a day when they could actually see the way you were meant to see. They were looking for a day of restoration. John, when he saw heaven, he says, there will be no more tears in heaven. There are a lot of things, a lot of things that go wrong in life. It's because of the fall. Sin entered the world and disrupted everything, everything. But praise be to God, there will be a day of restoration. Everything will be made new. Praise God. That's God's way. Heaven is real. R-E-A-L, real. I remember talking to a man many years ago back when I pastored in Osawatomie, Kansas. He said, Preacher, I just can't believe in a real heaven. I said, then you're not paying attention to Scripture, are you? Because Jesus said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. That sounds pretty real to me. Heaven is located somewhere in God's geography, not in man's limited geography. You know, it's interesting. We have mapped the universe to a great degree, but we know very little about the depths of the ocean. You talk to the scientists, they'll tell you the same. But God has a geography that goes beyond all the mapping that we've ever done. And heaven will be real. It's a real place. Just as Jesus rose from the dead, and just as Jesus never told a lie, a real heaven awaits his people. Someday your feet will walk on streets of gold. Number six, heaven will be reunion. I like to go to reunions. As a pastor, I would be invited many times to go to family reunions 
I didn't know a soul there except the person that went to my church. But they wanted me there at their reunion, and I, I enjoyed those reunions. Meeting people, talking to people, learning about those people, all the fun things that happen in the lives of people. And people, <clears throat> their stories, their true stories are better than fiction. I mean, some of the stuff that people have done, uh, it'll, it'll shock you sometimes. But... Um, Heaven will be reunion, and when I get to heaven, I want to see some people. I want to see my mom and my dad. I want to see my grandpa Gregory, who influenced my mother to be a Christian. I want to see my brothers and sisters. There are ten of us, and uh, I'm believing they're all going to be there. I know the Lord knows, and I can trust Him. But most of all, I want to see Jesus. I like the old song, Oh, I want to see Him. Look upon His face. That's what I want to do. The one who saved me by His grace. To look into His eyes of compassion. To look into His eyes of forgiveness. To look into his eyes of cleansing and hope and know that I'm there because of him. The writer of Hebrews told us, looking unto Jesus. That's what we have to do. Just look to him and someday you'll see him. Oh, thank you, Jason. I've got one line here that I felt like the Lord gave me. When we look into the eyes of the one who sees our hearts and loves us still, simply because we have trusted in him alone, that will be reunion indeed. A special time. And finally... I hope I gave you all seven. If I didn't, you can question me afterwards. And, uh, and I'll just give you the notes. <laughs> well, that wouldn't be quite fair because somebody else might want them. So maybe not. Heaven will be right. Down here, there are a lot of wrongs. There are a lot of things that are unfair. Death comes along, takes our loved one. Divorce comes along, destroys our family. Automobile accidents come along and plague us with some outrageous things. Some sicknesses come along. But in heaven, all of the wrongs will be righted. Every night will be turned to light. Every wound will be healed. Every sorrow will be gone. Every tear will be wiped away. Every doubt and question. And a lot of times we have our doubts and our questions. Even as believers, followers of Christ, we, we, we bump up against some stuff and, and we're wondering why. Why is this going on? Why is this happening 
But I want you to know every question and doubt will be answered. Every hope will be fulfilled. Every believer will be a saint forever and wear a white robe. And every wrong will be righted. The widow's prayer will be answered. The hungry will be fed. The thirsty will drink from the ever-flowing streams of God. And every tongue will confess Jesus is Lord. Heaven will be right. Heaven says loud and clear the answer the sting of death is removed. That's what heaven's about. The sting of death is gone. I think it would be good for us to sing together. And Connie, there you are. I want us uh, and our pianist. Uh, let's sing when we all get to heaven. Is that okay? Um, it's somewhere. It's, I think it's number six fifty. Find number six fifty, and um, let's let's go there to six fifty and sing together. Let's stand. There's no way we can sit on this one. And let's do like um, verse 1, 2, and 4. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus. Sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansions bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory. When we walk the pilgrim pathway, clouds will overspread the sky. But when traveling days are over, not a shadow, not a sigh. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. When we Shout the victory Onward from the prize before us Soon his beauty will behold And the gardens all open We shall tread the streets of gold When we all get to heaven What a day of rejoicing that will be When my sister died at age six of rheumatic fever, 
When Mother put her to bed that evening, she looked at Mama and she said, I'm going to sleep now. Mother had no idea that she would be sleeping till we all get to heaven. But Mother's there now, and she knows. Praise be to God. We have something to look forward to. And my, my desire for you is that you trust Jesus. He's our hope. Jesus said to Thomas, I am the way, the truth, and the life. You need him because he's the truth. You need him because he's going to take you. That's the way. And you need the life because the only eternal life is in Christ Jesus. And so I encourage you, trust him, look to him, believe him, hang on. Even though others around you may give up, you hang on because Jesus loves you. So for our benediction today, to him who is able to keep you from falling and to present you before his glorious presence without fault and with great joy, the only God our Savior be glory, majesty, power, and authority through Jesus Christ our Lord before all ages, now and forevermore. Jude 24 and 25. Let's stand as we pray. Father, bless us as we leave this place. Be with us. Give new hope, new confidence to your people. And I pray, God, heaven will be more real now than it's ever been. In your name, amen.